Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. How to start and scale your business with little money. Certainly not against spending money on marketing, along with the people area of your business. I think it's probably the most important investment you can make in your business. But I'd really like to warn you against throwing money at your business to grow it, going blind. The amount of people I know spending thousands of pounds on newspaper ads or burning just as much money on pay-per-click without really knowing if they get a good return on investment. Now, there's an age-old joke, if you like, in the world of marketing, which is that uh, 50% of your marketing works. You just don't know which 50%. So the first thing I would say before I give you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ways to start and scale your business with little or no money, is to start tracking all of your metrics in your marketing right now. And there's always more metrics to measure. I know I go through my KPIs on a weekly basis, and each time I read through them, I see more data that needs exploring and testing. Are you measuring the the spend on all of your areas of marketing? Are you measuring the different areas that you're using to generate business and you know how the cost varies if, if you're online for example you may have a a cost per click a cost per opt-in a cost per conversion a cost per show up uh, these are all different metrics if you run um, online businesses which need to be tracked you cannot master what you don't measure Now start by just getting an Excel spreadsheet and just measuring the key metrics, especially where you're spending money and the um, conversion points within where you're spending money. Um, If you're doing ads where it's harder to track, you need to make sure you've got some method to track your response, whether it's text codes or discount codes or separate web pages which are have unique URLs so that you know where all the traffic comes from in your ads and your marketing. Um, otherwise, you really could just be throwing money in a bottomless pit. If you want to throw money in a bottomless pit, then give, me the, give the money to me. <laughs> I'm your friend. All right, here we go. So this isn't just about marketing this podcast, but it's so important to make that point clear. Now, you may be able to use all or some of these within your business already, or you might be thinking about starting a new venture and you want to get into it with little or no spend, uh, and these are ways to do it. So the first thing you can do is find a good product or service that someone else has created and become an affiliate for them. And usually for an affiliate, you'll get anywhere from 5 to 50% of what you sell. Now at Progressive Property, one of my companies and Unlimited Success, another one of my companies, we have what we call our ambassador program. And the various courses we do, multiple streams of property income, our new crypto 
masterclass, for example, our speaker course, Expert Speaker Discovery. Um, we have many other courses, they're just some examples. People can promote those, offer those out to their friends uh, and to their social media and to their databases if they have them. And then we pay a commission and that varies. I believe it's 10%, but I believe it ratchets up as you go up like a leaderboard and you generate more business for us. We reward you and you get higher uh, percentages and there's big prizes to be had. Uh, and um, if people joint venture with us, um, then there's higher um, commissions or payments due. So is there a product or service that you really believe in where they run an affiliate scheme or an ambassador scheme where they allow you to sell it for them uh, and then you get your uh, commission share. Now, the cheapest way to do this to, is to sell something that is an event or information based or somewhere where you don't have to buy the stock because if you have to buy a load of the stock, then of course you've got overheads and this isn't what this podcast episode is about. So I know that there are network marketing companies out there that you can also refer. You just have to be careful that there aren't big overheads. Now, of course, there's a downside to every upside I'm sharing with you. And the upside of being an affiliate is you don't have to create the products and services. It could take years. You don't have to spend the, the years building up the goodwill, the reputation, the brand, the positioning, the reviews. Someone else has already done that for you. The downsides are if it's network marketing, it can be really, really hard. And you just, you know, there's a lot of rejection in network marketing. Also, if you offer a product or service and then that company that you're you know, essentially promoting doesn't quite deliver or you generate them a lot of business and they can't handle the level of business, you know, then your reputation is ultimately um, being leveraged by their reputation. And so if they make a mistake, that might reflect badly on you. But of course, your trade off is you don't have a lot of money to start up with and, uh, and therefore you want to get a fast start. Now, affiliate marketing or, you know, selling affiliate products is a huge business. I mean, it could be hundreds of millions, billions, who knows, uh, uh, you know, pounds industry. So it's not anything new and it's not anything risky. Just be really careful. Uh, I would say interview the people that you want to sell the products or services. Research them online. Make sure that they've got decent reviews. Now, if they're big, they're going to have some negative reviews. That's okay as long as it's, you know, maybe four out of five, you know, or 80 plus percent. Um, often with um, one star reviews or low reviews, if the company's big enough, there's going to be some trolls and critics and haters in there. Um, you want to make sure that there are a good amount of reviews. You want to make sure that you can get recommendations, referrals and reviews, for example, on Google, on Trustpilot, on Amazon, um, through in Facebook communities and word of mouth in, in the various different areas um, and uh, from third parties, not just them. Okay, two then is to leverage all free social media platforms. Uh, you know, I've talked about this a lot and I'm going to keep talking about it because it really is the future. But it's amazing the power of LinkedIn, Facebook profiles, Facebook pages, Facebook groups or communities, Facebook lives, um, Facebook uh, sponsored uh, ads, Facebook boosts where you have a page and followers and you can boost it to the rest of your followers, even though really they're your followers. But Facebook are charging you to reach your own followers. There is Snapchat, there is Instagram, um, there is Pinterest, there is YouTube. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Now, most of these are free. 
In fact, the only one I pay for is the LinkedIn premium account, which I think is really worth it. But the rest are free. And I was teaching at my recent podcast, Media Masterclass, uh, this same strategy of making sure that you are step one on all of the social media platforms and then step two, leveraging them. Now, I'm going to give you a few of those tips, but I know in previous podcast episodes um, and in my communities, I've covered episodes specifically on this. So, you know, I don't want to repeat myself, but let me just give you the fundamentals that you need. So step one, this model that I taught at Podcast Media Masterclass is pretty simple, really. If you get um, a, an outsourcer or a, a virtual assistant or someone to go on every single of the social media profiles and platforms I've just told you uh, and then get them to find out all the fields that need to be filled in to fully populate your platform. Obviously, there's things like your name, your company, the links to your other websites, your date of birth, your email addresses, your contact number, your credentials, your CV. And all of them will have slightly different ones, some bigger, like LinkedIn is, I think, a lot more extensive than, say, Instagram. Get, get some kind of outsourcer, just pay them a few quid and get them to go and find out exactly what needs to be added. Then get them to send it to you. And then you fit, you write in as if you're filling in a CV, your bio and all of your contact details. Uh, and then where it's repeated, you can just copy and paste. And then you send it back to some kind of outsourcer or virtual assistant and they go and set up all of these platforms. You know that there's a good bio, there's good information, there's an up-to-date CV because you've collated all that information yourself once and then it goes to them and they set up all of these profiles and platforms. And then when you set up new Facebook groups, you know, I'll give you an example. I have Unlimited Success, which is one of my companies that has 16,000 people. I have the Crypto Masterclass, the Crypto um, blockchain group, I have the Disruptive Entrepreneur group, I have the Progressive Property Community, and these are all Facebook groups. And things like having the uh, guidelines or the description and the, and the tags and all the things you need to fill in. I did that for one group and then we're able to copy and paste that and just tweak it for all the other groups as we set them up. So the reason I'm telling you this is because some people get really overwhelmed when I say set up all these social media platforms. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't take it in my life. I'm overwhelmed. But the thing is, um, you know, some people search you on Instagram, some on Twitter, some on Facebook, some on LinkedIn, because different people use the different platforms. You know, for years, I was really just focusing on Facebook. And I used to think that, you know, everyone who was there or anyone was in Facebook and no one in the world existed anywhere else. But um, you know, my LinkedIn um, strategy and profile is really growing. And I'm finding now that I'm getting more video views on LinkedIn, more comments on LinkedIn and di a different type of following people that I've, I'd, you know, I'd not really interacted with before. And now I'm spending more time on LinkedIn. I'm getting a lot more people interact. Um, so you'll get this cascade down effect where when people search for you now, they don't just search on Google. You know, that, that, that traffic has gone onto Facebook, it's gone onto LinkedIn, it's gone onto Amazon, it's gone onto Audible, because they're searching you for all of these different assets, your books, your podcasts. Haven't even mentioned Amazon and Audible and podcasts yet. Um, you know, getting your, your audio on other platforms like um, SoundCloud. You can now get your audio um, platforms and podcasts on Alexa. Uh, so, you know, the world is really becoming decentralized and uh, there's, you know, this, um, there's no one authority anymore. It's not just Google owning all search. It's all of these different platforms. And then over time, you'll just get this uh, natural trickle down effect where your profiles will start to get more followers and more fans and more likes and more comments or shares just by virtue of them being there over time. 
and I really do regret not setting some of my accounts up earlier and not just getting them you know populated at least they, they could have been there just capturing uh, people and followers and then what you do is you start putting good content out there now in the, in the world of marketing it's called content marketing you just start sharing the knowledge the strategies the tips the tricks um, the revelations the stories um, you know the, the shocks the surprises the rants you know the thing I mean really you could follow what I do on my podcast and what I do on my social media platforms uh, and model those strategies uh, you know never copy someone outright if you're going to copy them outright that's fine but always give them the credit but it's best to model their strategies but change it 30 or 40 percent to be unique to you because you know what you should have is a unique voice and there's so many people just trying to copy all these American in, in influencers dude dude fucking hustle dude hustle and grind dude it's like you know like there's a million people like that let's get something unique out to the world that you know that represents if you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. it's more who you are uh, and then what you do is every maybe 10 or 20 posts you make an offer you know you pitch your products your services you know you you link them to the um you know the the, the payment gateways where they can pay where you set up some kind of product um, or you have an existing product or you have a one-to-one -one consultation with you or you run an event or you know whatever it is you set up a call with them a coaching call uh, and um, over time, you will generate a lot of business this way. Uh, I like, uh, it depends on my platforms. If I, it, With emails, I'll probably sell uh, one in every three um, because email is, is, you know, you're having to communicate a lot more and a lot uh, more persistently uh, because there's a lot more competition. On my, pace, my, my um, podcast, I, don't, I make an offer of not even one in every 50 episodes. My Facebook page, I might make an offer every 100 videos uh, because... Um, I'm pretty prolific, I suppose, number one, in terms of my content. Uh, but number two, I just want to really build a lot of pent-up, latent goodwill, such that when I do offer a product or service, you know, there's that stored energy, that goodwill built so that there's less friction uh, for people to buy from me. So uh, I know I've done a lot of episodes. I'll keep putting this um, content out for you on leveraging all the social media platforms. So the third way to start and scale your business with little or no money is to sell information products or white label existing products. So it's to not have to have a patent, not have to make 
a product or service that costs a lot of money in materials or um, you know building years worth of knowledge and experience so if you sell information already in your head if you repackage information from other people and make it unique which many books are by the way many um, information products are made many audio and um, DVD and online men membership products are just what people have learned over time and they put their unique spin on it. Um, I run an e-commerce uh, training business where we've taught thousands of people to run e-commerce businesses and the main strategy we use for that is, is private labeling where you can buy supplements and you can buy um, you know maybe cosmetic products and you just buy them white labeled, you create your own brand, you put your own brand on them and then you sell them as yours. Now, of course, that takes a bit more stock. Amazon will store them for you, so that's good. But you can buy a small amount of stock, sell it, reinvest your profits into more stock, sell it. Um, but the great thing about information products is that there's no cost of stock and there's no limit on stock. You know, there's no limit to how many podcasts of yours can be downloaded. There's no limit to how many um, online information products you sell because there's no physical production or stock holding. Um, and, you know, you probably know my story that 11 years ago I started investing in property and Mark and I built a, a property of a good few hundred, a portfolio of a good few hundred properties. And that was great. Uh, but really where another income stream came from that that we weren't even utilising that was latent that we didn't even know there was that people wanted the information. People wanted to know how to do the same thing for themselves in their area, in their circumstance. And it just started by me writing a book and, you know, selling a few hundred copies and then a few thousand copies. And then after that, we had a, a bit of a recession and a crash. So people wanted to know how to buy, you know, in those times. So I wrote a book called Cash in a Property Crash. And then people wanted to meet us face to face and learn. So I set up my first ever um, property networking event where 70 people came. And now um, in the last calendar year, we did, what, 720 event days in one year. We'll probably do 850 or 900 this year. And the best year my training companies have had has been £19 million in booked business. Um, so that's uh, turnover and, and uh, future residual income from payment plans. Uh, and that's all just information is packaging what I learned, doing the doing, uh, and then putting it in, a, in, in products and services and vehicles and platforms uh, and channels that people like to consume. Uh, in, in, back in the day, that was CD products and DVD products, even, you know, eight or nine years ago when people used to do DVD, use DVDs. Um, of course, mostly now it's live events, seminars, masterminds, retreats. I'm currently sitting in um, my apartment in Tenerife, having run a, the, my Elite Speaker Boot Camp here, uh, which is a, a program for my elite trainers. There was about, what, 16 of my elite trainers here for a week. So you can run masterminds, retreats. It's all packaging information. Now, the more information you have, the more valuable that is and the more that you can charge for that. Uh, and uh, hey, you know, you, you don't, um, don't downplay what you know. You've, you've spent your whole life learning what you've learned. You've just got to find a way to honor what that is, to be confident of what that is, to put that out to the world using my second point, which was leveraging all the free social media platforms and getting content marketing out there, putting a lot of information out there um, and people will buy your stuff. Now, if you want to build all that goodwill, put more content out there than you do sell, but don't be afraid to sell your information. Um, you know, you're going to get critics, but you know, everyone's selling something. So anything that you're selling that might be criticized, your critics are peddling and selling that others could criticize. 
And information in this world of the leveraged lifestyle, the laptop lifestyle, people wanting to travel more, people busier than ever and, you know, learning on the go through, you know, podcasts and, you know, we're listening to more and more audio now on the go, in the car, in the gym, on the train, on the plane. Uh, so, you know, the information is such a, a huge, com- it's a commodity now, you know, like like, a, like oil or um, some other commodity is, is real and physical, information has become a commodity. Now, it's also great for your brand building and your positioning. Even if you have a physical product or service, you know, you want to be creating online information and education, you know, look like a, a personal trainer who might have an Instagram account and build a following and put information about diet and exercise onto there. Now, yeah, you know, they might only be able to do physical one-to-one personal training sessions locally, but they might create online personal training academies. Uh, I know my wife, her um, personal trainer, he's got an online version for anyone all over the world. And charges a few hundred pounds a month and he'll coach you online and he'll give you a diet plan and he's got different levels. It's such a powerful medium that, you know, I think you could be utilizing and leveraging more and more. And of course, you know, I've reached people in 189,000 countries. We're at 1.45 million subscriptions now. And many of you have consumed a lot of my products and services and we wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't constantly getting information out there. Okay, great. So the fourth way that you can start and scale your business with a little no money is to do joint ventures. Now, in my first big joint venture was with a company called Think Big Education, which was uh, headed up by Chris Howard, who ran personal development courses back in 2006 and seven was the time when I, when I was working with him. And we had a smaller database than him. We had just a few thousand and he had 65,000 because I was one of his best students because I'd done a lot of his courses. We did a little joint venture and we offered some of his courses to our database and he offered our books to his database. And that was a fair exchange. His database was way bigger, but the product and service, the product or just the book that I was offering to his database was much smaller. And the product that he was offering to my database was a lot bigger, so therefore he could make more money. And then I did more than one promotion of that. Um, and I ended up selling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books, uh, which led to pe- you know hundreds of people joining our courses. Uh, and actually, a few years later, when the promotion company behind Chris Howard um, went through troubling times, I actually bought that company um, for you know virtually no money really. So you know I ended up doing in a way two joint ventures, and and, and that came back to me. So if you don't have any assets to leverage like social media platforms or databases or followers, you can go to someone with your product or service and say, hey, will you promote this to your database, your followers, your fans? Now, by the way, most people do it. If the commission is good, the money is good and they trust you and you look after their customers. So look after their customers, do good customer service, which should be a given. I know you'll do that anyway. Now, don't be scared to approach these companies because a lot of them, you know, they've probably already promoted all of their products and services. They're probably exhausted the amount of promotion that they can do. Or they may be good at email marketing, but not really good at doing it on their social media accounts or vice versa. Um, hey, look, you know what? It's a viable strategy. It's, if you look at a lot of the big influencers, they're often joint venturing on their YouTube channels, their Instagram channels, their Facebook profiles. They, they, they joint venture and go on each other's podcasts. So you know, it's, it's not an unproven model. Okay, number five then is to run webinars. Webinars are amazing. 
Uh, and some people have said to me, oh, aren't webinars dead? Well, you know, most of the planet don't even know what a webinar is and they're not even running them. But you can pretty much get a free account on GoToWebinar or Webinar Jam. Uh, and you can do a 90 minute or two hour online seminar. And then at the end, you can promote your products and services. Now, I've sold tens of millions of pounds worth of products and services. That is not an exaggeration. Tens of millions of pounds in the last 10 years, thanks to webinars, reaching people in all, all countries of the world that I wouldn't be able to do. Our webinar account holds a maximum of 1,000 people. Uh, and I would say we probably reach now on average about 3,000 people a week um, with our webinars. Sometimes we'll have five or 6,000 people booked onto a webinar. Um, you, you know, and sometimes I, I, the maximum, I, the most I've sold um, with myself or my partners on a webinar is about 100, 200 products at £2,000. So that's £400,000, roughly speaking, give or take a few grand on one webinar regularly. If you then think about what they buy and then what they buy next and buy their next on hundreds of thousands of pounds from a, a, a 1,000 person webinar. And also those sales don't have to be, you know, pushy. Often what I'll do on a webinar is do 90 minutes or so of, of good content. Well, my goal is to do good content. And then I just ask someone to buy a £20 product and then they consume that product and then a £100 product, then they consume that and then a £1,000 product. So I can really drip feed my products over time uh, because I've built products at all price points so that it's not cold. You know, if I did, if I'd known you for five minutes and I said, hey, be mentored by me, it's £50,000, which by the way it is. I have about 75 people that mentor me and they've paid between, sorry, that I mentor that pay between 25 and 50,000 pounds to be mentored by me for a year. Um, now, if I had, didn't know you and you know, you just, this is the first podcast you've subscribed and I spoke to you for two minutes, I said, hey, pay me 50 grand now or leave. Um, you're going to be like, no way, Rob, you know, I don't even know you. That's insane. You don't know the value. You don't know why that's, um, you don't know that I'm, I mentor a lot of celebrities. You don't know the 11 years I've been doing this and the tens of thousands of hours I've been putting in and the public speaking world records and the biggest property training companies in the UK. And you don't know all of this stuff that I've done. You don't know the businesses that I've run. But um, so the best thing for me to do is to get you listening to the podcast and then maybe say, hey, look, I've got a book. Do you, want to listen, do you want to read or listen to the book? And then, hey, we've got an event. I can get you a ticket for, you know, maybe less than 100 quid. And then at that event, show you some of my other deeper courses that you might want to choose. And then you go on that. And then maybe you can go on one of our mastermind programs. And then maybe you can go on one of our academies. And then maybe you can be mentored. And then maybe you can come and travel around the world in Tenerife and Florida and Cayman Islands and Dubai, where I run my retreats and mastermind programs. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's about building the trust over time, drip feeding the products and services. Uh, and also the lower price point that you deliver a product on a webinar, uh, the, the, the more conversions you get. If I sell something at under 50 quid, normally about half the people on the webinar will buy it. So if there's a thousand people on, you know, should be able to expect 300 to 600 people to buy something 50 quid or less. If it's 20 quid or 10 quid like a book, it could be more. And it's not pushy. I mean, you know, look, if the book's got a good title and you like the subject, I don't have to do a 20 minute hard close. It's like you like the book or you don't. If you get good value from the book, you're naturally going to want to go to the next step. So really, it's just reducing the friction and allowing people to take the journey in their own time. 
Now, number six, you can do the same on a live feed video or a YouTube live or on an Instagram video. So, you know, getting getting a captive audience to watch you give good value and then make your presentations. And by the way, don't be like shy about making your presentation as a proper sales presentation. If you go on LinkedIn, it's pretty more widely accepted that it's just a sales presentation. If you do a PowerPoint um, that's just a, a sales presentation. You're allowed to do sales presentations. You know, I think a lot of people are a bit softy uh, on the sales and, oh, I got sold to. I don't want to be sold to. And we're, well, if you're listening to me in America, you probably don't have a problem with that. But us Brits are a little bit reserved when it comes to selling. Uh, and, 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 you know, look, hey, look, don't, you know, don't sell rubbish stuff in an unethical way. But, you know, that goes without saying. But anywhere where you can get your presentation, your content, and your pitch, visually, ideally, whether it's the, the, the camera is looking at you or you're going through a pre-approved, pre-planned slide presentation. The good thing about a pre-planned slide presentation is if you're an introvert and you don't like all this social media and getting your face out there, you can script it and follow it clearly and concisely. You can get a really good sales model that's proven and follow that to maximize your conversions and leverage your time. If you're a little bit more organic uh, in the way that you deliver your presentations like I am, then you wanna get yourself in front of a camera. Now, what you can do is really leverage and repurpose your content by having a live feed on, say, Facebook, uh, which you then take and then put onto YouTube. You take minutes of it and you have them in your Instagram videos. I believe you can now do lives on YouTube. I haven't tested those yet. Um, you can put seven minute ideal length apparently onto LinkedIn, uh, that, you know, and the, these sort of live feed videos within platforms, I think are going to grow and grow. Every platform, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook, they want you to stay within their platform. They don't want you to link out to another one because they lose the traffic, which means they lose the ad revenue. So I think more and more, even more. Um, of these platforms are going to make it easy and accessible for you to reach the customers within that platform. Um, and more and more now, I'm multi-purposing my content. So I'm doing live feeds at the same time as podcasts. I'm probably going to be running two phones now and doing um, live feeds on more than one platform. And then, of course, we take the recording and repurpose it across. All right, then. So the next thing you can do to start and scale your business with little or no money is have an e-commerce business. So you can sell products, services, and information online. Now, I mentioned it in point three, which is white labeling products. Um, but it does, you know, you could create, you could sell and package your own products that you already have, affiliated products that other people have. You could have your own shop. Now, of course, eBay really sort of opened the floodgates of this. There's no reason why you can't sell plenty of stuff on eBay. Um, a load of possessions you no longer want. I bet if you cleared your house out, you'd have a few grand's worth of stuff. Um, to all the young entrepreneurs and hustlers listening in and parents of those, kids, you should go and knock on all the doors of people you know and trust, friends, family, in your local area. Say, hey, is there a, have you got a load of stuff you don't want that you'd like me to sell? I'll split it 50-50 with you. I'll do all the work. If they won't have that, go to 70-30 in their favor. You list it, you sell, you create your own eBay shop, you sell you know, many products and services, you create income, you share that income with people. You then reinvest it into new products and services that you, you can set up your own account on Amazon and you can have a, you know, your own e-commerce shop on Amazon. And now there are all sorts of other online e-commerce platforms you know, which are, which are growing vast. I believe Etsy is one, Shopify is another. 
this you know this this is really huge again this is the decentralization of control this is the the growth of online i think what was it in the in the in the late 90s the internet um, you know really got going um, but you know if you think about it what the internet isn't even 30 years old is it and whilst it might be a given that, you know, we're all online and we're all, um, you know, there's plenty of sh online shops and social media platforms. That's just going to continue to grow and grow and become more decentralized, i.e. there's more and more of them. Because the internet is only 30 years old. It's got decades and decades to grow, to go onto different devices. You know, you're going to be with the internet of things and um, artificial intelligence, pretty much everything that's got an electric current is going to have an internet connection. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to run your e-commerce platforms from Siri and from Alexa. It's really exciting times, I think. So you want to make sure that you have all these e-commerce platforms. You, you know, like with with the internet, I know that, like I'm, this is simple. So, um, you know, forgive me if you're already doing this a lot. I know you could do it more on different platforms. But, you know, you really want to get more products and more services and more volume of it online than physical um, to really sort of um, leverage this massive movement. Okay, uh, penultimately then, you can run a training business around your skills, talents and experience. You can merge your passion and profession. If you're great at martial arts, set up a martial arts school. If you're brilliant and you're at cooking and you love cooking, then set up an online cookery channel and, and you know, and sell um, cookbooks and audio books and run online cookery classes and physical cookery classes so the thing that you know when you do and you've got skills and expertise and you should be ch training in it look at joe wicks in the uk he's got massive at the moment doing that and jamie oliver and heston blumenthal you know they're great chefs and they become celebrities and they had restaurants but that's just a small part of their business they've got books they've got online products they've got online training uh, platforms and then, you know, like I said, this helped me get one stream of income in property to multiple streams of income. You know, whilst I do have 720 odd properties that I own, co-own and we manage in our portfolio and our letting agency, I have at least doubled that income with all of the training businesses around what I've learned in property, public speaking, e-commerce, general business, marketing. Um, you know, my podcast Media Masterclass now is growing. I've only offered it to a few people. But, you know, that's, um, that's another a growing area. I had 60 people on my last course and the course is about £1,500 with the discounts. I've got 62 people at the end of this month, £1,500 with discounts. Uh, you know, just by saying, hey, you know, if you want to run a podcast, you know, I can teach you. I can help you. Now, two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to run a, a course on a podcast because I haven't even, hadn't even done a podcast. But I said to myself, once I've got a million subscriptions you know, maybe 100 countries, then, you know, that's credible. You know, I, I feel good that that's good enough experience and knowledge. I've not done five years with a podcast in VQs or degrees. There's no podcast university. But, you know, I'm one of the first people in the UK and one of the few people in the world to run a course on podcasting because it's massive and it's got even more scope to grow. Um, so all I really did was made sure that I felt credible, that I got enough experience and knowledge and results myself. And then when I felt confident in that, not waiting, getting perfect later, starting it, um, seeing if it works, testing it, it's gone well, and then I'll scale it up. And, and you can do the same thing. And then finally, uh, uh, I think it's 10 or 11 on how to start and scale your business with little or no money, is to build an ambassador referral or what Joe Girard calls a bird dog program. So that is... Um, you have a small business, you need to get 
more people coming to you through word of mouth. But most businesses only know how to do word of mouth marketing. Most of their business, their new leads is only from word of mouth. Now that's good and it will be your probably highest converting lead source. You know, we have webinars as a lead source. We have pay-per-click as a lead source. We have LinkedIn as a lead source. We have Facebook as a lead source. We have my StoryBridge offer and tag-in posts as lead source, law sources. We have our Progressive Property Networks as lead sources. We have so many lead sources, but the highest revenue lead source is word of mouth. But we don't just wait for people to knock on our door and come and spend money with us. We have an ambassador program, and I modelled that on the Joe Girard's book, How to Sell Anything to Anybody, which is a great book. Now, I bought that wanting to learn some new, um, sexy, radical, uh, little-known sales secrets from someone who is apparently... Um, the world record holder for selling the most amount of cars. Um, but actually, when you read the book, it's about creating an, an influx of leads through building a referral program, making it easy for people to refer others to you. Now, people will refer people to you if your products and services are great and they love them and use them. But it will be easier for them to do it if it's easy for them to do, if you look after them really well, if they earn a commission off the back of it um, and, you know, the product or service, your product or service is something that people want to be associated with. You know, a great film or say a great Apple product, you know, you don't necessarily want to be paid to recommend. You would just recommend anyway. So if you have that quality of service, plus you make it easy for people to refer to you by having good communication with maybe an ambassador manager and a support desk and a dedicated phone number and email support and someone actually speaks to the people one-to-one -one and looks after them and cares for them. And then when they spend money, you get a check coming back your way, then you are going to dramatically grow your business. You could 4X, 10X or more the, uh, the, the, the leads you get from word of mouth. So it's like more strategic, um, more magnetic word of mouth. You know, we, we call it an ambassador program. Joe Girard calls it a bird dog program. So I, I, the, the best thing you can do is to just read Joe Girard's book, How to Sell Anything to Anybody. In the future, I'll do a podcast episode with our ambassador manager uh, and I'll reverse engineer how we built the, that program um, I read his book when I, the first time I went into, into Italy. Now, this was, this was when my son was about two. So this was, what, five years ago. I went to Italy and um, had a holiday there. Uh, and I get bored on holiday, so I was reading loads of books. Uh, and I read this book and I sent it back to one of the um, sales managers in my team. And I said, hey, look, you should read this book. It's awesome. You should do this. And she loved it so much. She set up our ambassador program within Progressive and we generate thousands of new um, customers each year from this program. So in the future, I'll do a podcast episode on that. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode on how to start and scale your business with little or no money. Uh, please do review the podcast. I shouldn't have to ask. But uh, hey, if you love the work that I'm doing, if you've got something good out of it, uh, then, you know, the more reviews I get, the more people download and subscribe to my podcast, um, which, you know, helps me grow my business, which it makes it easier um, for me to give back to you. And I can finance more bonuses and better content for you. Most people who run podcasts are selling loads of ads. One, two, three, five, seven ads at the start, ads in the middle, ads at the end. 
I'm in the fortunate position where I don't need the money. Um, so I, I can keep my art pure and don't have to monetize it with ads. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. I do teach some of my podcast students to have ads on their podcast if it's the right thing. Um, I'm, I can't imagine I'm ever going to ask for you for money or to run ads. So please do review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. If you were to need help on how many stars to give you, I would recommend five, but I can't ask. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, um, let, if you could help me, that would be fantastic. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.